You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, I just want to say welcome. Thank you for joining us on the Lynx Podcast. The Lynx Podcast this season is brought to you by BrandonWellness.com. If you live in the Brandon area, I want to encourage you to go to BrandonWellness.com. Go ahead. You can connect securely giving to our dream and our vision of building a community wellness center. Uh, We really believe that community is built one conversation at a time. That's why we do the Lynx Podcast. And uh, today we have a unique privilege of having the one and the only Richard Gordon pastor, celebrity pastor at Living Springs Church because of all of the celebrities that attend your church. I mean, I think of some of the, just some of the celebrities I know that go there. I mean, my wife's there. I yes. Mean, uh, Aaron Hansen is there. He is. There's two Aaron Hansons in town. So yeah. now you might really. When we get everybody. Aaron Hansen on here, I won't be able to say the one and the only because there's two of them. There are two of them. Yeah. Do you know them both? I, I do. Well, so do I. It was it was amazing. We we met <laughs> that time that we met. I was like, oh, I know Aaron Hansen. You're not the Aaron Hansen. I know. <laughs> that's true. We did have that discussion. So that's so, funny. So think about that. Literally, Brandon is big enough for that, two two Aaron, Aaron Hansons. Yeah, that is phenomenal. And and I learned something today as well. Our friend. Jim, I heard you had a friend. Yeah, yeah, our <laughs> friend. Yeah, our friend. my friend too. Our friend Jim Steen. Yes, I know him. I said the one, the only, and he immediately corrected me. There's more than and one? And told me that he went to high school with a Jim Steen. Get out of here. That's funny. <laughs> I'm like, really? And he goes, yep. And his counterpart, Jim Steen, his family is the is the Steens that the town of Steen, Minnesota was named after. I know Steen, Iowa, or Minnesota. Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. yeah. But the signs in Iowa that I remember. Well, and, and it just, it was just, I mean, so when I say that this is a privilege, it is, because anybody with two first names is is somebody I got to like. <laughs> Richard Gordon. Richard got Gordon. it. I caught. Okay. I was wondering what we're all leading up to here. Because <laughs> it was, I mean, I remember when we first met, I was like, Richard or Gordon? Like, and I called you. I was like, hey, what's up, People Gordy? always call me Gordon. I mean, it's just. They do. And I normally, it's Richard Gordon. Yeah. yeah. And so I apologize. I mean, initially, I mean, already. But you, you, you probably some of you watching, most of you probably know Richard Gordon. But for those of you that don't, Richard Gordon, tell us a little bit about you yourself. How far back? You, I mean, I'm going to make it all up. Let's so. go. <laughs> Where do you want me to start? Well, let's go all the way back. I mean, what makes you you? What makes you tick? How do you? Okay, well, I'll do a quick flyby. How's that? That's good. Okay, so let's see. I was born in California. Briefly went to kindergarten there. I remember well the Golden Hills, Mount Pleasant Elementary. Mount Pleasant. Where, so where is that for those of us that are? Um, San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. And my dad took a job transfer to Spokane, which I'm talking about in my sermon this week, coincidentally. Okay. And then we moved to Seattle. I was um, in the Seattle area for most of my life and met my wife there, went to school there, um, had my kids there. And um, then I became ordained, so I found a job in Iowa. I was there for five years, and now I'm in South Dakota. Yes. And Brandon, Living Springs, and thrilled to be here. Very much so, actually. So pastoral ministry is was a second career for you. It was. I was a community college instructor for just about 20 years. I was. Uh, my parents published cookbooks growing up. 
And so I okay. eventually ran that business for our family, and we sold it when the college recruited me to teach printing oh. at the community college. And that was fun. I saw a lot of technology change, too. Sure. Over those 20, that was before computers were involved in the printing process. And I used to think, I looked at the accountants and thought, man, I wish I could bring that computer power into our printing class. And we did, especially on the design side, but also on the press room side, too. So in a way, I mean, Seattle is kind of a tech hub It's a hub, yeah. Yeah, very much so. So you were in an old industry mm-hmm. in a new hotbed. And you watched, you've seen some oh, things drastically happen. drastically changed. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just a drastic transformation. So are you, are you Microsoft or are you Apple guy? <laughs> well, I have lived both worlds. Okay. And um, I really like Apple though. Apple's yeah. just hard to beat. A little simpler, a little more intuitive, especially the phones. Okay. So, um, but I have background. My son worked for a major cell phone manufacturer for many years. Okay. So, yeah, I went like 10 years, didn't have to buy a cell phone. I always had these experimental things. Oh, sure. Yeah, that sure, was fun. Sure. Well, that's interesting. So then so so then how like you know married, still married? Well, and um just so I was married, had two kids and um my wife left me and the kids and I oh. found myself single. I was a single dad for almost 7 years. That was educational. Oh man, so imagine. much energy and the kids were with me 24/7. And so it was um I used wow. to teach a single parents class, and I remember one gal came up to me and said, you don't know how hard it is. And I was able to say, well, actually, I do. You do? Very much. I right. had an 18-month-old baby when that started. Oh yeah, and a girl, and she had hair, and she eventually would wear dresses and stuff. That's really hard to relate to for a guy. Yeah. At least for this guy. Yeah. Okay. And um, so I was just suffering in life, and then my wife found me, rescued me, took over the kitchen. Thank goodness. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was, we're just getting to know each other, actually. Well, that's about 35 years ago. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, there's a story there. There is. There's a bunch of, okay. bunch of stories. So this, this may be, this may be a on-ramp to another conversation. Here's me. Mm-hmm. And, and I do this for a living. I talk to people and I make assumptions, right? That's what I do. Yeah. And here I am talking with you and I made an assumption and I did. I did not know that. And uh, I had another close friend that's been with me for a couple of years now, and he came and heard me preach. And I happened to just mention it briefly. Yeah. And afterwards, I had no idea you were a single parent. Oh yeah, I sure was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my education has come in many forms. Once in a while, yeah. I'd go to a classroom, but most of the time is life. So you've you've come to a place now where you've obviously you know you've obviously moved beyond that. Oh yeah. What, what was key in that? So, so that was a, maybe a challenge in some ways you'd call it oh, potentially. I would consider for that me a that was yeah a huge challenge. What, that, what was um, what was key in you moving past that? How did you kind of move beyond that? Well, and I will say the blended family issue that then you have when you remarry and you have blended family issues. Yeah. Oh, that was challenging too. That, and I have great kids. I mean, they both love the Lord. They're hardworking people. And it, it was just really, really hard. And I appreciate my wife putting up with me for all that time through all that. But I think we all learned. It was educational for all of us. But it's, um, yeah, well, now we enjoy it. We have four grandkids. The oldest one just going to college for the first time this fall. Okay. And the youngest one just became a teenager. So, 
So when you're not pastoring, mm-hmm. when you're not you know flipping through cookbooks, <laughs> and when you're not grandkidding, grandkidding around, and, yeah. and of course I do like grandkidding too. That's grandkidding, very fun. yeah. And in when you're not in the uh, you know the wonder, wonderful embrace of of your wife, mm-hmm. what what so what what keeps you what keeps you out of trouble besides those things? Um, well, my wife does for sure. She's like yeah, front lines behave. Good. So I do my best to live up to that. I um, my life at the church is just so blessed at Living Springs. Yeah. I mean, church is a dynamic thing. It's very very dynamic. And I um, started out as a pastor at one of fifteen pastors at a church of three thousand. Mm-hmm. That was educational. See, I get to all this education. Yeah, and so lots of stuff to fill up sermons, which are fun. Yeah, and um. Then I had grown up in a covenant church, which is a Swedish immigrant denomination. And um, the superintendent of pastors um, invited me to come back at a certain point into the covenant, and I became ordained there. And then um, when I was ordained, I thought, hey, I could be the pastor, senior pastor of a church. So yeah. I went to a little country church of about 30 to 50 people, and yeah. now I'm at Living Springs, and which is a it's a— Young church with a lot of families. In matter of fact, they never had a sing a um, seniors gathering. So I, since we have so many uh, kids and younger families, that's kind of been the focus. And um, I started a seniors group. So we have a hymn sing every other Thursday, and a little devotional. Right. We do that just for so we can hang out together and sing hymns because we don't normally on, do that on in the church. Thursdays on Thursday afternoons. Yeah. Thursday afternoons. Oh, cool. So, yeah, you could come. You're almost only you have gray hair. It would work. I think so. I love hymns. Yeah, it is. That's great. Well, I didn't know that. That's that's excellent. I um, I, I I'm curious to know because mm-hmm. California, Seattle area, mm-hmm. now South Dakota. Yeah. What have you come to appreciate about this area of the country? Um, Everything. Every- I love Middle Earth. It is so great. <laughs> I mean, just you talk about salt of the earth people. Yeah. It's true. They're just people that are hardworking, true, honest. Yeah. The um, the it's just a different world. It's totally different. Our first winter here, I think we had twenty five below. I had never in my life experienced twenty five below, and we had a little farmhouse we we're living in for a couple months. And I remember walking room for room with a heater plugged in at my side. You know, it's just it was a whole new world. Um, I've since come to really enjoy the seasons because in Seattle oh, you sure. have wet and wetter. Yeah, we do have a lot of whole bunch of Seattle jokes I can say. But, um, <laughs> well, I don't think anybody's listening from Seattle. I'm sure they're not. And as you know, South Dakota people are like oh, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Seattle, that is cares? true. That is true. You know, yeah. I mean, I do, but um, I don't know if it's for the farming culture or it's just the hardworking attitude people have. I, you know, the traffic jams, although they're fierce by Sioux Falls standards, they're wonderful. And we're like 20 minutes away from anything in the city. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I was talking with uh, with another West Coast, mm. California, Washington guest recently who's made the exact same trek from Southern California 
to Washington. Well, you probably and, know each other. There's only three or four people yeah. back there. <laughs> well, and, and they were talking about, you know, hope, hopefully, like, what would be some of the things you'd want to bring? And we talked about Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. Trader Joe's is good. So we're, we're starting a Facebook group called South Dakotans for Trader Joe. <laughs> That's, you were big on that, aren't you? I mean, grabbing momentum and running. Well, I, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, we've got this new I-90 Plaza, and what does South oh. Dakota, what does South Dakota not have that we could have? A Trader Joe's. That's a great idea. Well, I mean, why not? I agree. I vote for that. Okay, we're in. So you can put me on the board. Today is I I feel like you would you would have some pull. Like you would know Joe. Well, you know, I I have been to his place a lot. <laughs> okay, you're dressed appropriately. Yeah, you could well, probably like get a part time job there if you if you so desired. I have a very very relaxed attitude, as you can tell. It is when you go in there, though. My wife and I went to Oceanside mm-hmm. for a little, little, uh, little retreat, and we went to a Trader Joe's. I'm like, man, there's lots of cool stuff in here, and the people are awesome. They are. They are. It's a good team. They're amazing folks. They could easily live in South Dakota. They would like it. I think we need to expand the brand a little bit. So. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know we're going to development. You're very involved in the chamber. Yes. You, I, oh, I so enjoy the chamber. Yeah. You know, because I enjoy people. I enjoy meeting people in the. Um, in the chamber, you have a chance to um, have lunch together. I'm big on lunch. Yeah. And um, you just get to meet people and enjoy them and work together. And everybody's – obviously, you're not there to make big bucks because no one's making anything that I know of. And you're just serving your community where you can and helping out with issues. And I find it very fascinating, very fun. I went to – when I first came here, the um, a guy about my age, the founding pastor of our church – he had a real successful run at our church. And I asked him, so where are some of the things you did? And he said, well, I became part of the chamber. and Oh, it was really fun. And so a month or two later, I had to call him back. And I said, man, you were right. It is really fun. So yeah. if you've never been part of the chamber at Brandon and you'd like to be and you're from Brandon, I, I would suggest joining it. Or your local chamber, wherever you are. Yeah, well. Those people in Seattle who are sneaking into this podcast. Well, we, you know, and we we care about our chamber. But I think that's something, you know, so I'm, I'm going to kind of, we're going to kind of put you on this, this Trader <laughs> Joe business <laughs> I thing. can't talk to the chamber about it, absolutely, see. Yeah, talk to the chamber and say, let's get Trader Joe's and Brandon, so. Yeah, that'd be good. So we want to increase, uh, I mean, can you imagine? If we had a Trader Joe's here. Can you imagine the economic impact of a Trader Joe's? Have you tried the ketchup from Trader Joe's compared to the ketchup? Well, you try it. See what you think. Well, the next time I'm in Seattle, I'll stop in and get some Trader Joe ketchup. <laughs> My wife brings it home from there. I'm I'm holding out. I'm holding out till we have one on Brandon, and then I will try it. Whoever thought this conversation would be dominated by Trader Joe's? <laughs> Oh, it was part of my plan. <laughs> part of your master plan. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what would you say, uh, you know, and Richard, I appreciate you being here and just uh, you, the last few years getting to know you, it's really been a treat. And so I, I really want to, I really want to thank you for, for being a part. And, and what would you, you know, what have you come to, to your perspective? What would you say um, and to someone that's new to Brandon? Like, cause, cause you're new to Brandon mm-hmm. as was I a yeah, few years yeah. ago. What would be some 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 advice or some wisdom you would share with somebody who's new to town and how do like you you know got involved in the chamber? How would you encourage people to get involved uh, here as they as they move? Well, in? I, I like the folks at City Hall are really helpful too. 
yeah. visiting with them, and I found that to be really inviting. I've been to a couple forums and stuff at City Hall. I enjoy that. Um, and I notice the neighborhood. I walk a lot in the neighbors. We live right next to the state park there in yeah. Brandon, and so I know we have a lot of dogs. I notice everybody has dogs. They all want to walk the dogs. Yeah, and they walk by my house, and then the school happens there at the south end of where I live, and kids walk from all over the place. It's really quite inactive. So you just have to step out your front door almost and yeah. just say hello to people, and I find them very friendly. You have the school activities from sports to bands to drama. really enjoy the drama going on there too. Um, so it's not hard to get involved. You just have to go out your front door. Go to your front door and do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I is there is there anything, I mean, you were, you were a big part uh, this year, as you have been over the last few years of the uh, Brandon area prayer breakfast. Oh yeah, isn't that a treat? Yeah, I mean, would you kind of talk about what that is and you know what that means to the community uh, for those people that maybe don't know what the prayer breakfast is? The prayer breakfast is a time for um, us as a community to come together at the start of the school year and really do our best to bless and prepare our kids to go in school. A lot of kids attend to it, attend it. Um, and the community comes together and many, many sponsors, people help to pay for those kids to have a free breakfast. And we usually have a, a gifted speaker to come and share. I um, really enjoyed this last year that um, I hadn't heard Tom's talk, but it was just captivating. And I watched the kids. I happened to be sitting on the platform. I watched the kids listen and take in, and you can tell it was just words of wisdom. It wasn't real long. It wasn't a truckload of things. Right. It was just um, the importance of um, our Father in Heaven and connecting with Him at the start of the year. It's just a valuable time, and it's a great rally point yeah. for our city. Yeah. It's a real compliment to the city and the people that put that together. The, the ones um, running it, I think, do an excellent job. The, I don't know how the MC did this year. He kind of bumbled along, but most people there. Well, you you were. I mean, you know, when you have you know big names like uh, like Nick Omlid, yes, and Jeff Thuey that I had that, to feel their shoes. I mean, those are big shoes. They have big shoes, big <laughs> big shoes, or at least you know. Oh, I big. I should go like this. Yeah. It was, and Nick was, um, he was real helpful, actually. He coached me and helped me control my mind and how I did things. He was very helpful. Yeah. That, that team, that, that committee that yeah. helps lead that along with yourself and, and other pastors in the community, that team of, of Nick and, and Bob Young, of course, yeah. you know, and his, just, just Bob. his, his, uh, vision for that. It yeah. started as this very small, small group and, and to see Bob continue to be a part of that, and and uh, and Paul uh, Vandenberg, yeah, I mean, Paul really is the center of that organization that makes it hum along. I appreciate too how the pastors at the in the pastors group at Brandon. What do we call ourselves? The Brandon area ministerium, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the minister, ministerial yeah. association, yeah. The Good group. the community with those guys just to help each other. I have never felt. Anyone pushing back, it's always been, mm -hmm. how can I help you? How can we do something together here? And, yeah, yeah. We have, we, we're very blessed to have a, a community that embraces that, that concept of, of faith and then, and then pastors that, that do, that we work in. For the most part, yeah. we get along. Well, and, you know, I get to have lunch with you once a month, whether I want to or not. <laughs> it's just really good. Yeah. Well, 
I, I like how you always, you know, get extra like fries and you let me share. So I notice you go for the ketchup. I think you're looking. <laughs> I think you're on a quest. Oh, I can't wait. Well, we're we'll we'll be making a you know upcoming announcements about Trader Joe's coming to Brandon. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I want to encourage you to go to brandonwellness.com. Uh, Brandon Wellness, you can contribute there and uh, the Brandon Chamber, and you can go to the Brandon yes. Chamber and you know find out about you know businesses, local businesses. That's what this podcast is about. Love your neighbor links, L Y N X. Love your neighbor and how we really can love our neighbors by shopping local, uh, going out for walks. Yeah, uh, being step around. outside your door and you'll find people are there willing to have a discussion and probably invite you over for a barbecue or something. That's what I found yes. since I've come. Well, I need to come over to your house. We need <laughs> sure. barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. yeah, I know where, I know what kind of ketchup we'll use. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hey, thanks for uh, for being here and I encourage you to share and like uh, this this podcast and this conversation with, with Richard. Thanks, Richard, for being with us today. Appreciate you, man. We'll have to do this again. We have a lot more to talk about. Oh, we just got the scratch. We <laughs> scratch? got the surface scratched. Yeah. We did. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Hey, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!